Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I'm your host, Sheridan. Most of you guys know me, but if you haven't been here before, thank you. I appreciate you. And today I have beautiful Emily on and we are chatting about extreme weight loss and I guess some ideas around creating a healthy mindset when it comes to your body and to your health. So M is our online nutritionist and background in personal training, but her focus is creating easy ways to gain body confidence and really taking away those restrictions around food, but focusing on a healthy mindset. So thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today, Em. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and yeah, what brought you to really focus on women's health as a whole? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I am Emily, as mentioned. I'm an online, I really work in the online space. So I'm an online nutritionist, PT and mindset coach now. Um, and yeah, like you said, I'm really big on like overcoming limiting beliefs, like really creating like positive self-talk within, like within ourselves. I'm really just about like unleashing our own, like inner power. Um, yeah. So I guess that's kind of the realm in which I focus on, but for me, I started out with an eating disorder in high school, which was actually only something I admitted to the public this year. I actually kept that a secret for a really long time. Um, because I was ashamed by it and I really thought if I a part of my identity was like an eating disorder, then it would be like the whole part of my identity. But really it's just like it was that it was just a tiny part of my life. Um, so I started off with an eating disorder in high school. So I literally would follow the latest fad diet, like it was like keto or paleo, or I'd cut out all my favorite carbs. Um, and I went through this really big like restrictive phase. Obviously, my restrictive phase led to a really big binge phase. And then my really big binge phase phase led to bulimia. So I would like, you know, go hide in the shower and go make myself sick. And it was this really toxic cycle around food. Um, yeah, it, it was a pretty negative place for me, I guess. Um, and it wasn't really until I got my own coach and um, I was taught like, you know, what flexible dieting was, um, you know, I was kind of taught more like a healthier routine, like around like consistent training and consistently eating, like not skipping meals, um, which then allowed me to, I guess, find like start well, set me on the path of finding my own self-love and um, like my own passion for training. So funnily enough, as soon as I left high school, I took a gap year and I was like, oh yeah, you know what? I'll just take a gap year. Like I'll start studying um, like in a year's time. I know what I want to do at uni, which was like disaster planning and totally unrelated to what I do now. And my year gap year turned into my career. So I started at PT and yeah, coaching. I was just like PT in person. And then I realized that my passion actually laid with 
nutrition and it was no longer training as such. I still have a lot of passion and I love that the gym is like a mental playground of like really building like a resilient mind. Um, but my passion definitely lays in like nutrition and mindset coaching. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> isn't it? How it evolves from, yeah, one thing to the next, but it sort of is based on that that initial sort of experiences and your experiences with things. Did you find when you're going through your eating disorder and those things, did it affect your periods? Did it affect your gut health? Like how was your skin? Did it, did you find it had a ripple effect on anything else or was it purely just the eating and the weight? There was definitely a flow on effect. I mean, I think it's inevitable that an eating disorder is going to have a flow on effect. Back then I probably didn't realize it at the time, but now with my level of knowledge that I have, I would say my skin, like I used to suffer from like extreme acne, like it was so bad. Um, Yeah, my skin would break out. I went to so many doctors. I was put on like so many antibiotics. Um, Yeah, so many antibiotics for like years and years. I was put on the pill at a really early age. I think I was like 13 when I got put on the pill. Yeah, I was really young. Um. So, yeah, it definitely had a flow and effect. I I couldn't even imagine, like, the length of which that impacted, like, my gut health and hormonal health. Um, I'm not sure I'll truly ever know the length of the impact that will have, but I'm a really big believer in a reason for every season. So it allowed me or set me on a path to really, like, find my passion and create a business in what I am really passionate about. Um, again, I think as well, like, mental health back then, I didn't know what anxiety or depression was in high school. Like I'm, I heard of it, but I didn't understand it. And I heard that people had it. And in all honesty, I probably judged when people had it, like, cause I didn't recognize it or understand it. And in hindsight, I was in a dark place in high school. I think I, you know, cried every single day. I went home. I didn't want to go there. Like I didn't want to go to school. Like I was in a really dark place and I guess the eating disorder probably contributed to that, but then also, you know, normal high school factors and an anxious mindset. And there were, there was so many things that had a flow and effect and they all, I think it was like a feedback loop. Like they fed one another and they made one another worse. And um, there was a, yeah, it was, it wasn't my happiest place I've ever been. That's for sure. So was it what helped you recognise and see that you had an eating disorder and really step your way out of it? Was it just the knowledge and education and awareness and going focusing on fitness rather than food? Or like for me, when I had my eating disorder, it was very much around like trying to stick under 1,200 calories and exercise as much as possible. And it was very much a control thing. And it wasn't till I guess, I kind of looked at the functional testing stuff and went, oh, I'm damaging my microbiome. I've got no hormones. So it was a real education thing. But some people's education, some it's awareness and some it's a focus on going, I'm going to focus on getting strong as opposed to being skinny. So what was it for you? In all honesty, it was probably a combination. Um I didn't recognize I had an eating disorder until, you know, like a year later. Like I didn't actually realize I had bulimia until I looked back upon reflection and I started to, you know, really focus on like self-growth. And then I would look back at like, okay, what did I do in the past that I could change from? Um, So it was almost like a combination of, you know, I headed into competing and bodybuilding and, um, you know, I wanted these amazing results and I wanted to get strong. Um, 
and then the gym became something that was like more a mindset and it eased like my emotions of anxiety that I was having back at the time. Um, it was something that it probably did come from a place of control where I really just wanted to, you know, feel a sense of like pride in myself, like finally, and like feel confident in myself. Um, so it was like a combination of like wanting to get stronger and wanting to be better, but a combination of like education from other nutritional, um, nutritional nutritionists um, and other health coaches at the time, which allowed me to recognize like really unhealthy patterns. So yeah, it, it was a combination of everything. There was no one thing that really set me on my path to be like, oh, this is pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. How long did you compete for? So then you went into bodybuilding competing stuff. Was that just a year or two or was that longer? Yeah, so in my gap year, I um, did bodybuilding. That was, I guess, kind of the trigger to send me. I was like, oh, that was really fun. Like I did really well. Um, you know, it was my first comp. I had like placed first, second and third in different categories. And I was like, heck yeah, like this is the best thing ever. Um, and that set me into my path of competing, um, sorry, into like coaching. Um, I did compete. I didn't do a back-to-back season. So I did like the first season, you know, of 2017. And then I did the second season of 2018. I did do a prep in between, but pulled out. Um, so it was really only a year of competing and I'm definitely not done competing. I will compete again. Um, I think the difference is my mindset this time. I I enjoyed back then that competing was something that allowed me to really like push my body to another limit and, um, you know, that get on stage and just, um, you know, put all like put to show like my really hard work. And I, I felt so much pride in that. Um but I think back then it's again, like I wasn't fully aware of the fact that I had anxiety or depression. And I was in a place where I was like comparing myself to a lot of other women that I knew were competing and comparing myself to other physiques on social media. And I was just constantly in this like negative self-talk space. And it really wasn't until I went through like some you know, pretty chaotic life events that really made me be like, well, hang on, I actually really need to like turn inwards because there's something internally wrong with me. And then I seeked out help with, you know, psychologists, therapists, like group counselling. There were so many types of therapy that I did and it changed my life. Um, And it really, now that I'm aware of myself and, um, you know, there's a lot more positive self-talk and there's a um, a lot more like resilience that I have. I really want to compete again to be like, okay, like we're competing for a whole different reason now. Like it's to, um, you know, really show like my resilience and to really see how far I can push that resilience. And it's the gym has become something for me that's, or gym and training has become something for me that's like more a mental playground now. Like I guess I've become aware I have really big business goals and to achieve those really big goals, you need to be challenged. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, if I know that I need to be challenged in life, then the gym and competing is just like one of those aspects that's going to challenge me mentally that will allow me to then reach all these other big like life goals that I have, which are just going to help continue to challenge me. Because how old are you now? 20. Fuck, you always forget, don't you? I just turned 24. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you're so, you're so young, but you're so self-aware already as well. And I think that's the thing I can pick up from chatting to you is I'm okay. Well, it's maybe been a 
10 or so year journey that you've gone from sort of your eating disorders of that sort of early pubescent to sort of like mid twenties where you start to sort of understand yourself a bit better. And then you sort of, you know, start pushing 30 like me. And then you all of a sudden you're like, Oh, okay. Now I, I have a good grasp on who I am as a person, but I feel like that sort of early twenties, you're really figuring things out, but you so, you've really worked through a lot of those big things already, which can take people years to get their head around and understand how much the mindset plays a role in stuff. But then I also think, well, how much has your body changed? Like from a female point of view going, oh, well, if you've been, you've had an eating disorder, but then you've also done bodybuilding comp. And then now your, your main focus is really your business at this point, because you're not competing and that sort of stuff. And that means that your body shifts again, because your, your focus is slightly different. So, you know, you're beautiful at every stage, but that must also impact you and how do you work through all those changes and feeling so different in your body all the time? Yeah, this is a good question because you know what? For a while, um, my you are bang on like my focus, and that's why I stopped competing. My focus was just like exponentially to grow my business, and that meant stepping away from you know obviously like as like training for aesthetics, and instead obviously I'm in my own gut health um, and hormonal health like phase of healing, so. Within that, you know, from when I kind of put a hold on competing, I'm probably 12 kilos heavier now. But in all honesty, like I have the most body confidence that I have. I still have my moments. Like it's not to say I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm like this beautiful, strong woman (laughs) 24-7. Everybody has their moments. I think recognizing that it's okay to have those moments. It's how you then like talk to yourself thereafter. Um, So, you know, even this year it was a bit of a journey being like, okay, like, I'm a really big believer in a reason for every season. Um, You know, my goals did, my aesthetic goals and strength goals did take a step backwards. But within that, it allowed me to exponentially grow my business. It allowed me to join a mentorship that is for my business and um, allows me to really grow on like an emotional, spiritual, financial business kind of level um, without having to put all my time and energy and focus into like how I look or the strength of like that I have. Um, and I'm like, because I have gained, you know, I think, I think it is like 10 to 12 kilos. I don't know the exact number. I haven't stepped on a scale in a while. Um, but because I have gained weight, it allows me to recognize those, I guess, negative self thoughts that kind of come up in moments, which I'm then able to empathize with clients a lot deeper. I'm about like able to be like, you know what? I totally get it. Like, this is normal. This thought process is normal. This is what helped me. This is a thought process that's helped this client. And Um, you know, that I guess in the coaching scene, like empathy is so important. Like it's, it's more than just like understanding how someone feels. It's like really feeling it for them and like really wanting, you know, the best for them to move forward and be like, you know, I want nothing but for you to be, you know, happy mentally, especially. Um, So I guess I had to flip the frame instead of being like, oh my gosh, I've gained 10 kilos. Like I'm feeling a little bit like fluffier. And like, I had to flip the frame to something that was a bit more like, there's a reason for this. And what's the positives? Because I'm also a really big believer in, um, you know, like energy. So for every, um, I think there's a law that basically says for every reaction, there's an equal and opposite action. Um, Yeah, it's Newton's something law. (laughs) Um, I'm a big believer in energy. So for me, like in every negative action or thought or something, there is an equal and like opposite positive thought. So while my body was like the thoughts of my body initially were negative, 
I had to flip the frame to like, okay, what are the equal? Like there are so many equal positives on this and you just focus on those positives. So for me, that was where I had to accept, um, you know, the different stages of my body. And that's how I move. I would say move forward with grace, um, you know, in every stage and every stage that is to come, it will allow me to move forward with like more grace because it's not focusing on the negatives. It's focusing on those positives. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other part of that is also knowing it's fluid, right? In the sense that whatever size you are now, being comfortable with that is amazing and perfect. But then also knowing that, you know, maybe in a couple of years, that's going to be different again, because if you're competing again, or, you know, in another five or 10 years, what if you had a baby and your body's different again? And then what it like, it's just, I think that's such a big thing for women is knowing that these things ebb and flow, you know, like you might travel and put on a couple kilos and it's trying to harness, like you said, that positive mindset around it because no one is the same one size forever and it's constantly changing. But I think so many women struggle with that, yeah, that that shift and that change. Yeah, there's so much more and it's so much easier to say when you kind of have gone through it. I know on the other end when you know, you're trying to be like, how do all these people have this like positive self-talk? Why can't I feel like that? Like there's so much more that's interesting than us, than how we look. And I know it's kind of something that in my business I've had a bit of mental tug of war with because I'm like, okay, I'm kind of encouraging people to focus on the way that they look because a big part of my business is weight loss. But at the same time, within that weight loss, it does have a flow and effect in like our mental health and our resilience and, you know, the way that we talk to ourselves, and even things like career and relationships. So it's focusing on not so much like the weight loss or, you know, the body aesthetic, but it's focusing on like what the rest of it can give you. And I think, yeah, I, I just think there is so much more that is interesting than us about than hang on, let me reword that. I think there's so much more that is interesting to us than the way that we look um and for some people they just have to hear that in different ways before that really like settles with them um and to me the lack of belief when someone doesn't believe that or when they are still so focused on their body usually to me like if a client comes to that and I say that and they're like they're still not really getting that idea um to me that's a really big red flag that there's something in like their mindset the way they talk to themselves or a limiting belief that we really need to overcome first um, or overcome like simultaneously as kind of following a plan and kind of build someone's self-worth at the same time as following a plan. But um, yeah, you, it, it's a sad space. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's hard to build up someone's self-worth if someone comes to you and that is a real limiting belief and they do have really low self-worth and obviously they, I you know, place their value in how they look to overcome that? Is that at that a long process it is a long process it's I mean for me it was it's something that's still in the works like it's something that you know really took me I would say like six seven years to really like start to overcome um and it's something that still comes up in moments that I have to check myself and check my own thoughts um you know I'm constantly learning constantly learning about the way others are and in all honesty yeah it is a long process I mean, it often these thoughts that we have that are really like negative, they they're real deep rooted. <laughs> they um, you know, they come from something like within our childhood or within like a lot of relationships that we've experienced and we hold on to it. Um, and really tapping into that and being aware of like what moments have caused that or what actions have caused that, and then 
being able to reframe it and, you know, understand like the words that we constantly say to ourselves. Like it, it is just an ever learning process. Um, some people, you know, they learn it a lot quicker than others. Some people don't, and there's no right or wrong, um, but it, it can be a long process. I think the beauty of coaching is that, um, especially in my space, you know, like I have places where people are going through like cutting phases and dieting phase. I don't love the word dieting, but you know, cutting phases where we are focusing on weight loss. And then we go through maintenance phases where we're just trying to maintain what we've got and other phases where we're really in a surplus and trying to build, you know, our calories. And within that usually means intentionally gaining weight. And there's just so many lessons about our body and ourselves in that entire process. Um, Like different thoughts come up when you're in a cutting phase and different thoughts come up when you're in a surplus phase. And I think that's the beauty of why I work with mindset because, it's a constant, I wouldn't say battle, but it, it's a constant progression because different thoughts come up at different times. Is there any practical tips or tricks or things that you find help or work for you if you're having these negative thoughts or, you know, if someone was thinking now, wow, that really sounds like me, like I do go through a lot of these more, like negative mindset shifts, where can someone start with harnessing that or understanding that or getting to the root of that? So two pretty big game changers for me, um, or maybe three-ish. Um, the first one is, now it sounds so cliche, um, but affirmations. Now for me, so many people are like, you need to have a really positive affirmation that's like, I love my body. And I was like, I just don't though. Like I don't. I don't. And it was like, why am I going to tell myself something when I don't truly believe it? So instead of having this really positive affirmation that was like, I love my body, I am the best, I had to change it to something that was like neutral. So it actually shifted to like more like a balanced kind of affirmation that was, um, you know, my body still deserves love and respect, like while I am working on my fitness goals. Because for me, that showed room for improvement and it showed how I wanted to feel towards my body without me saying something that I just didn't believe to my core. And that balanced affirmation then allowed me to get to a place where now I'm like, yeah, like I love my body. Like I'm a beautiful, strong, independent woman. Like it, it allowed me to get to that, but it just, that wasn't realistic. Like, and I was told that so many times. I was like, well, how can I make this work for me? Um, so I'd say, affirmations and just shifting it a little bit um chucking it you know writing one that really hits like your core and chucking it on your phone screen like put it on a sticky note on your mirror um I have a whiteboard in front of my bed and a mirror in the corner of my room and I've got my affirmations like there like as a reminder of like you know the person that I am the person that I want to be and continue to be um so I would say that was a big one um a second one, which I did, which I actually, I did from a business perspective. I had a lot of limiting beliefs within business. Um, and then I applied it to more like an aesthetic, like self-love kind of like point of view to my clients. And I was actually at a mastermind one experience and we had a guest speaker called Mo, Mo Gordat. He wrote a book, Soul for Happy, amazing human being. And one thing he said that he did is he gave himself a week and a week timeline. And what he did is he wrote down every single negative thing that he said to himself, like across the entire week. And I was like, okay, I really need to do this because I'm aware that it has a lot of negative self-talk going on. And I gave myself a week and it was everything. Like I, I literally wrote down every negative thing where it was like, you know, things like, oh, my makeup looks weird. Oh, my hair looks a bit gross today. Oh, I'm having a bad hair day. Oh, I don't like how my stomach sits there. 
um, even negative beliefs in my business, like, oh, I can't do this. Like, how am I going to, you know, um, treat this business situation? And I read it back after a week and I was, it literally, like, I was dumbfounded. I was like, oh my God, I am so awful to myself. Like, I was just like shocked at how awful I was. And it did two things. First of all, it just made me hyper aware of every time I spoke to myself so negatively. And secondly, it allowed me to look at myself differently. Like I just looked at myself after that week. I was like, I felt sorry for myself. Like I wouldn't say sorry for myself, but I felt sadness for myself that my internal world is bringing up all these really negative thoughts. And, you know, it gave me a space. I get like a bit emotional. It gave me a space to... um really reflect on the negativity that I I was saying to myself and how I wanted to change that moving forward. And then it was pairing it back with those, like the more balanced affirmation rather than that really solid positive affirmation. So that was probably like the one, it was a really confronting challenge, but it was, it was a really powerful challenge in setting me on my path of like self-talk. And again, like on that self-talk, like language, like, which is kind of the same thing, but man, language matters. Like, um, you know, one of the first questions I ask in like my um, consult is I'm like, how do you view yourself? Like, are you the fat guy? Are you the skinny girl? Are you, um, you know, the overweight person? Like, how do you view yourself? And the comments I get, I'm like, they're so negative. And it's just about flipping it to like, okay, what's the person that you want to be? And how can you like really talk about that right now um you know instead of being the fat guy can we switch it to something that's I'm the guy that's prioritizing my health and fitness and that language like really matters because I guess I have I've made a post on this and essentially human beings suffer from something called confirmation bias which basically means we seek out information or we act out in a certain way to prove ourselves right or prove our ego right so if we say that we're the fat guy and we're on this big health journey but we still deep down believe we're the fat guy We are eventually going to become the fat guy again because that's what confirmation bias does. But if we switch that language, for example, to, you know, I'm the healthy guy or we switch that language to, you know, I have a lot of confidence within myself or I am building my confidence or, you know, I'm finding my voice or I'm finding my power and something that's a lot more balanced in that like self-talk, then confirmation bias says that we're just going to continue to be really aware of it and we're going to continue to essentially speak to ourselves that way or change our habits in a certain way because, it's really about changing your identity. Like we don't, we don't, don't want to be that person anymore. We don't, we can have appreciation for the person that we were and how. Our allowed us to get on the path of which we, you know, you know, we want to move forward and change that identity. Like, okay, who is it that we are now and that we want to be moving forward? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, Love all of that. Feel like I've just been coached, so thank you. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm so glad. Some good nuggets of gold in there. What <laughs> I love though is when I think about that stuff. Is I think about the link. Like my brain goes to gut health, right? And I think of like the SIBO and the bloating and the constipation, all that stuff. So much of that is driven from not only, you know, lack of awareness or whatever, but also that constant stress factor for people is often driving the gut issues or driving the SIBO. It's putting you in this cortisol dominant state, which is then impairing your immune to fight off gut bugs, which is throwing your hormones out of whack, which is giving us acne, which is giving us heavy periods. Like we're in this like constant cycle. And like you said, if we're constantly 
negatively talking to yourself that not only impacts your emotions, but your body's so holistically intertwined that it affects your hormones, which then affects your periods, which then affects your mood, which then we're stuck on this bloody roller coaster going, well, we can't, we can't, where do we stop this and start again? So I think like you're so right there. Like there's so much work that needs to be done in the headspace area and you know mindset and and all those important aspects to be able to I guess fix all the other things that we feel like are you know not quite working properly like and so often I feel like we are happier to throw money at supplements or whatever but without doing the headspace work and then there's always this gap there like always yeah um I think like on in your space as well like that mindset and that stress that like for me my personal journey like I look back at when my skin was the worst and it's when my anxiety or I shouldn't say anxiety but my feelings of anxiety were at their absolute peak um and it is like so important like that that stress and because our internal world creates anxiety um and if we're trying to fix that gut health for me that was probably the biggest learning curve of my gut health journey I was like oh I really got to sort my stress out um, and it was the biggest change that allowed me to, um, you know, move forward with my, um, gut health progression, but it, it does. And one thing that honestly, sometimes this ruffles some feathers when I say it, but sometimes people, they make their identity, their disease or their condition. And some people do get offended by this. And I, I'm always going to speak my own truth and, for me, like if I, I have endometriosis and, you know, for a while I was like, oh my God, my gut health is fucked. Like, so I shouldn't swear, but my gut health is, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's in an absolute like pretty awful place right now. And, you know, there were moments where I was like, I, I just have endometriosis and it's always going to be this way. And I guess there was one, a lack of education because I initially didn't realize that it's such an easy condition to kind of like support with the right guidance. Um, but also, like, if you're constantly like, oh, I have endometriosis or I have PCOS or, you know, I have Hashimoto's, like whatever, you know, condition it is that you have, then that being a part of your identity, you're always going to seek out ways to essentially confirmation bias. Like literally it says you're always going to seek out ways to show that you have that. Like you might not go out of your way to, um, you know, fix it or support it. Um, so it's, again, changing that, like that, that self-talk and that identity of yourself from, you know, I have PCOS or I have endometriosis to I am, you know, investing in myself to support my condition because that like frame flip is like the difference between literally just having a condition that is like, I guess, allowing you to just plateau versus a condition that you're able to like move through and really prioritize like your health moving, moving forward. And that language like I'm so big on it and I say it all the time but language matters like so much and that for me is I would say my point of difference which is why as for me in my business it's a really powerful place to be able to be like yeah I'm an online nutritionist and mindset coach because we fill in that gap like it's not just I want you to look a certain way it's filling in that gap to be like what's actually going on internally let's get to the root cause of why you want to lose weight or let's get to the root cause of like why you're lacking confidence in the way that you look like what else has been said to you what are you saying to yourself and it's like how you get to the root cause of issues with gut health for me it's like trying to get to the root cause of mindset and what what's like what can we do to work through that 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what does that look like with you working with women? Are you doing online calls with them? Are you doing group calls? Like for someone who's kind of like, wow, that sounds really interesting. I wonder how Em does that or what exactly she's doing. Can you map that out a little bit for us? Yeah, so um, currently my business essentially you book in like the initial like consult call, um, you know, and we just go through like, okay, what are the actual issues that you're experiencing? And like, what is, I loved the question at the start when you said, what's the flow on effect? Because I'm really big on that. Like, what's the flow on effect to see, um, you know, what all these issues are causing like mentally? And it kind of gives me a space to be like, okay, cool. I kind of know where we need to go here. Um, and for me, I just currently do one-on-one coaching. Um, so for me, it's either doing like nutrition and there's approaches, whether it's like a meal plan or teaching someone how to track calories and allowing them to, you know, pick their own foods and kind of guide their own foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and then training's kind of like this optional add-on. So for me, because of the structure of my business, um, there's like weekly check-ins essentially. And then from there, you know, you fill out a form or you send through a check-in form, um, and based off your results for the week, we'll change the approach in like nutrition for the week if needed. Um, so, you know, if you've lost weight, we probably don't need to drop your calories down, for example. Um, and depending, you know, if you're trying in a surplus phase and depending how your weight gained or how much, like maybe we need to maintain or increase calories further. So it's just about understanding the nutrition side. But within the form, there's kind of questions that probe someone's mind and said a little bit um and you pick up on it like if you see you know that they've been highly stressed and the reasons they're highly stressed you can kind of start to delve into that um you know or you know you just I guess in the online world I think it's a really beautiful place to create like really good friendships and you're essentially just like I'm just friends with all my clients now and they're able to like really be open and honest and share that with me and Um, I'm really big on like a no judgment zone. So clients will tell me anything and that allows me that um, to really kind of get into like, okay, like how do you see yourself? I have a joke with all my clients that they'll fill in their check-in form and normally they'll get a video reply back from me on their check-in day and I'll be like, oh, these are the changes we're making. Here's why. Um, This is the mindset tip I want you to focus on this week or, um, you know, this is the action we might need to change just to make sure we do get 100% adherence. and you know, I'll go through all those tips there. But if there's something that's like a really big, like red flag, we really need to delve into, I won't actually give them a video reply and I'll start asking them more questions. And I always start off with it like, hey, I have an important question. And they're like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) We know what's coming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's really like that for me is like where the mindset coaching comes in. I think Um, while I say I'm a mindset coach, like it's really important that I'm not just there like hounding people every single week to change their mindset. It's picking up when the mindset needs to be coached, which while is all the time, you also need to allow people to kind of come to terms with what has been said and, you know, work through that initial, um, you know, mindset limiting belief or that self-talk because it's too overwhelming like to have, you know, every single week be like, we're going to focus on this and we're going to focus on this new mindset thing and this new mindset thing because, they're so deep rooted. We kind of need to focus on a little bit slowly and kind of piece it together. Um, usually a little bit slower. So it's just being aware on like when you do get a check in, like I'll probe it when needs to be probed. And um, yeah, that that's essentially my um, how someone would come like come on board and what they would expect on like a week to week basis. 
Yeah, no, I love that. I feel like you cover quite a few different areas and also it's not, yeah, it's not just people just coming to you for mindset and going, well, I don't really know. I don't know what mindset coaching looks like, or I don't know what I need, or I don't feel, I don't feel like I need that right now. So I feel like it's this big gap of sort of awareness as well. And once you start with your nutrition and training stuff, you would then pick up because it's qualified and it's your area to go, Hey, actually I can tell you're not, you're not getting where you want to be because there's these certain blocks in the way. And then you can really delve in there and help and support someone through that journey. So I feel like that's um, such an important approach as well. Mm -hmm. Even Um, if someone does come through on the mindset kind of side, they're like, Oh yeah, I kind of just want the mindset side. One of my first questions would be like, okay, well, are you training? Like, because training creates, I think, mental resilience, Um, you know, and if we are focusing on mindset, like our nutrition, (laughs) you would know, like drastically impacts our mindset. Um, You know, it can, yeah, our our nutrition just, just does impact our mindset, how we eat, our eating habits, our relationship with food. Um, So sometimes if someone's like, I just want the mindset coaching, I'm like, First of all, that's not an option. But second of all, um, your training and nutrition is actually going to fuel that mindset growth. So, you know, it's kind of meeting people where they're at and then allowing them to see like the potential of, I guess, integrating all three. Mm, yeah, no, I, I love that. That's that's amazing. So for those listening who are like, wow, there's a lot of information there. <laughs> where are the best spots to find you, connect with you um, online? Instagram. <laughs> I'm always on Instagram. I do. I'm currently building a Facebook and kind of in the TikTok, but not really. Let's be real. It's all Instagram. Um, my handle's literally Emily Contarino. Um, I'm always on Instagram. I'm always in my DMs. I'm always posting. <laughs> so literally like any questions or yeah, anything I'm always, I'll pretty much reply with a voice message let's be real that's my easiest way of communication I, I guess so much <laughs> love <better>. voice message. <laughs> yes yes well I will tag that for you guys in the show notes um otherwise there's also your website that is yeah so my website's linked into my Instagram so if you just click on the link in my bio there'll be like a website to see like transformations the web page like ebooks as well. well I have only one ebook posted right now um, that's about, you know, like calorie friendly alternatives to takeaway. So fake away. Um, so yeah, things like that, that are just in the bio. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for jumping on and that's sharing. Okay. I feel like I got a lot more out of this than I was expecting. So <laughs> I was like, I'm glad we'll to see where this goes, but that is, that's awesome. The points you touched on, the things you talked about, I feel like are so important and it's such not a new space, but it's a space that's growing and there needs to be a lot more awareness around it. So I really appreciate people like you bringing that to the surface and helping women step through that stuff. That is really hard to do by yourself. So I think it's important and the work you're doing is amazing yeah amazing thank you I'm thank you for having me as well and giving the opportunity to kind of share my my voice and my passion as well so I'm I'm excited for where the business is going to go and you know the people that come on board and how their lives change it's the most fulfilling like it gives me so much joy it lights up my soul just seeing that like mindset shift in people so it's cool to be able to share that and hopefully some people take like those little gold nuggets and apply it even just to their daily life because it's a game changer. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Em. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking. Thank you.